0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Come in. I don't know where my voice is today, but I'll find it. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I prepped a lot of notes yesterday on the concept of 2008 financial crisis compared to the current situation that we're in. And the news and the headlines seems to get crazier and crazier every day. Like I can't believe we're t- actually talking about that. And sure enough, we are kind of thing. Um, so a lot of the notes that I put together was a lot of you don't remember the last crisis or maybe you remember like, yeah, it was bad. And I remember some people panicked, but ultimately it came back. there's a lot of truth in that right the issue really was in 2008 2009 is that we woke up in a situation where our economy was chugging along we had done the iraq war thing we had moved past it we're getting some stabilization in the world and we just kept finding happier things to do like get more mortgages and just give you a bad idea like if you worked at a mcdonald's and made 15 bucks an hour. You were able to qualify for a 400 dollars dollars $600,000 loan if you wanted it. And a lot of people did. It's the American dream. They saw people in getting rich with it. So 2008, the financial crisis, we literally woke up and Bear Stearns was gone and Lehman Brothers was gone. If you went on vacation on those two events, you came back and you were like, what just happened to the stock market? And it was liquidity. It was fear of financials. They ultimately collapsed. And there was a fear that, like, maybe the dollar's going to break. If you put a dollar in a bank, it should never be worth less than a dollar. There was a fear. The fear's not there right now of the financial system failing, of not being able to get your cash. In fact, it's opposite. And the man who wrote The Big Short was interviewed on CNBC. And it's interesting because he he clearly made a lot of money on being right on the aspects of financials in a crisis. He's saying he thinks large large cap banks right now, regional banks, are the not regional banks, but large national banks are the way to go. And that's over semiconductors, that's over healthcare, that's over a lot of things. And his concept is and his thought or his thesis behind his, his argument was something along the lines of 2008 taught us something, and we, we put into place measures to protect banks from ha- being too overleveraged. You might remember back in 2008, it was incredibly political. We could have saved Bear Stearns jobs, and we decided not to. As a nation, we said, eh, let them go. And the next day on the news, we saw employees take their computers and or their personal belongings and walk out of the building. Same thing happens. I mean, again, should we bail out a financial? In theory, no. But should we let employees who didn't have anything to do with that lose their jobs? And in theory, no. So, we kind of sat and we got political back in 2008. And the Republicans and Democrats were fighting each other. The Federal Reserve wasn't overstepping their bounds. I think now they are overstepping their bounds and saying, "Look, if you need money in your bank, you let us know. If we have to buy bonds, we'll buy bonds." For instance, the municipal bond market collapsed in, in this recent um, uh, tech—not tech correction, but stock market correction/slash bear market. So, municipal bonds: a lot of them were good and they were fine. A lot of them were like taking too many risks. And that's a lot of times what will happen in portfolios is you're like, I'm okay with 20% Apple until you're not. Same thing with the municipal bond market. The Federal Reserve stepped up to the bat and they hit it out of the ballpark. Boom. Or crack. (laughs) Sorry. It's been a while since I watched baseball, right? So the banks, we basically, uh, 2008, we kind of, there was a lot of question marks and we weren't really willing to do it. Here's the beauty of this, and I put this in my notes yesterday, is we as a nation, what whether you like us or hate us, we tend to learn something during every crisis. Sometimes it's the wrong message, sometimes it's the right message. But in 2008, we learned, hey, if we gave banks liquidity, this didn't have to happen. They could have figured it out with their shareholders. They could have. They, they didn't have. They didn't have to be bailed out. Just make cash available. Make make sure the ATM machines were working. And when that happened, when that didn't happen, we were like, well, maybe I should pull my money. And that snowballed the problem because they had already had some bad loans collapse on them when they were repackaged because we gave mortgages to people who worked at McDonald's. Nothing against anyone who works at McDonald's. I love you. But you probably shouldn't have a million dollar home liability. Yes, should you have the exposure to it when it goes up to 1.2 million? Yes, I wish you did. But it doesn't work that way. At least not now. And it's, it's fair to say, when we come out of this coronavirus crisis, it's going to look different. If Biden gets into office, we're going to have higher taxes probably immediately. Or very shortly thereafter. If Trump gets, stays in office, we're probably going to have higher taxes. You don't throw $3 trillion in a problem. Greater than World War II. You don't throw that kind of money and say, you know, we're, we're going back the same. So, Leon Cooperman, he's a smart guy. He's a billionaire. Um, and he thinks the coronavirus is going to change capitalism forever. And part of capitalism is the taxes that we pay. I know you probably think of capitalism in your head as like this, well, if I come up with a great idea, let's say I'm a firefighter, and I, I've, I've learned third-degree burns are bad, so I've come up with an idea how to... Like, make sure you don't get third-degree burdens, but only secondary burns. burdens. And it's a little lotion, and yeah, you come up with something, and boom, you're a billionaire, right? That's capitalism for sure. Product wasn't there. You came up with a way to serve a need. Uh, there's demand for it. Boom. But part of taxes, for me, are, are things that are very real, like estate taxes. When you die, how much of your money goes to the government and how much of it goes to your family? You earned it, you pay taxes on it. To me that sounds like double taxation, a death tax. I get it though. You don't want, you know, ten families in the United States being, you know, ultimately the Kennedys because they've never they've amassed such wealth, they've used tax loopholes in their lifetime. I get it. But at the same time, it, it feels kind of weird. Capital's gains taxes. Um, for instance, I own a lot of Apple. Let's call it Mm -hmm. hypothetically, 1 million V-Bucks. And it goes to 10 million V-Bucks for me. So I've got this 9 million V-Buck game, right? I know you're saying, you're using the currency from Fortnite? Yes, I am. Um, So V-Bucks are virtual bucks or something like that. So I've gone from 1 million to 10 million. If I sell it today, I'd have to pay 2 million in taxes. Somewhere around there. Um, Depends on how long I've held it. Things like that you got to give this story a little bit of leeway, if you know what I'm saying. But that's part of capitalism. If I'm being taxed 15% or 20% or 30% of my gains, maybe I won't go out there and come up with another great idea. Maybe I won't go out there and make another billion dollars. Um, Real estate tax um, with a rollover, that's going to go away. You're going to see higher taxes. You don't fight a war like this and come out positive and not pay higher taxes. Um, So that's out there. I'm not stressed. I think we're close to fair value. We'll talk about the markets much, much more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com or robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Make sure you listen to the show. Tell friends about the show. Spread the word. There's not a lot of advertising going on and marketing these days because you don't know if it's worth it. So do me a favor. Just pass the word. I think I've done you a pretty good job in the last 20-plus years, if you've been listening, for any period of time. I try not to get too greedy. I try not to get too fearful. Um, I look at things very mathematically and very dry when it comes to investing. I see that this stock market has gone through a lot worse than we're currently being asked to go through, but that doesn't make it better. Uh, When you start talking about like diseases and viruses, The images that you get in Hollywood are flesh eating, could turn you into a zombie, Um, definitely going to die in pain and suffering and blood coming out of your eyes. So the message isn't great right now, and I get it why people are scared, but learning to, to kill that will make a big difference in your success or failures on Wall Street. So I hope you understand that March we saw a very dramatic swoosh out of the market, Could it have been crazier? Yeah, it didn't. It felt good. It felt crazy. It didn't feel crazy, crazy. Like, I think I might lose my job in radio. I I mean, that could always happen. Trust (laughs) me. But it didn't feel like there was an impending doom in the stock market. It was awful. We went from all-time highs to, whoa, we just lost a lot of money. And my, my, my producer friend, he just got into investing last year. So he's like, this sucks. Psychologically, it hurts. Like I'm, I'm I just put in a thousand to be worth nine nah. hundred. But what he's also forgetting is, like, you put in seven hundred, to get up to nine hundred, and the market was doing everything right for him. So this is okay. We we were overvalued at the start of the year, or we were overextended. Whatever words you want to use, because every day we're overvalued. You know, like you're looking at Intel saying, "I'm gonna, it's gonna be a good value in twenty years. They're gonna sell a lot of semiconductors." Or uh, Apple's if you had to pay Apple today, that's a pretty premium price to get no more sales ever. You're paying for future sales. You're paying for future revenue, future earnings. So, a lot going on right now. I think March was uh, maybe the bottom, and the reason I tell you that is because we had not seen the explosion yet in deaths in the United States. New York City was New York City was a story, but it wasn't the You know, the Cuomo versus Trump press conferences thing, Um, which I think you know what I mean, unless you're in limited turtle mode. So, March, we went lower. And then this week, what the heck happened with the oil? Oh, trust me. I get it. The demand for oil is gone. But you you can't think it goes to zero. And short-term contracts went to zero. They're still fighting their way back on the short and medium term. But we just had no place to store it. It would almost be like, um, I don't know, your house is covered with – or you've been collecting bricks last year. And suddenly there's no space in your house. And someone says, hey, I got some gold bars. If, if, I'll give you a good deal if you can take them. And you're like, I can't. I got bricks in my house. NFL draft last night on Zoom. Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, I watched for the content angle and for, I don't watch like, I don't give a poop who goes number one, but they went very mi- pro military and it went very pro family. And like the commissioner was doing a zoom conference from his basement and he goes, this room is usually filled with baby dolls. Cause he's like a grandfather or something like that. And, uh, it was a human moment talking about a win. The NFL comes across way too often as the not fun league. Not bad. And the the production, I mean, they hit a lot of stuff. You certainly didn't see, you know, zoom, 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 zoom uh, boxes all the time. You saw a lot of video footage of the players. But they did a good job. I think they set a a course for um, how we go from this. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I, I think this goes without saying that our president gets into areas that he probably shouldn't get into he was given health advice yesterday essentially saying you should inject disinfected like lysol it'll kill the coronavirus in about a minute and if the health experts had water in their mouth they just all spit it out that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that we saw there yesterday um but don't do that So, Lysol is having to come out today and say an improper use of disinfectants. Then again, it's your body. I I guess I should say that. I I shouldn't be telling you what to do with it. AT&T CEO Randall Stevenson is stepping down. Um, It's kind of breaking news. We'll see how Wall Street responds to it. Um, Success or failure starts at the top. So, anytime a CEO says, are you 55 or are you 65? Uh, like, you're, Is the stock underperformed while in your tenure, or is it outperformed? Have you done any stupid acquisitions, or have, or have you done good acquisitions? You start asking questions, and you start thinking of, like, who's the next person? I think it's fair to say, when Tim Cook, if he were to say, and this is hypothetical, if he were to say, I'm resigning, effective immediately, the stock would fall, because we don't know who's going to replace him. When Steve Jobs was dying slowly in front of our eyes, he went out of his way to say, hey, I got this guy Tim i got a couple other designers and some other people. Um, He kind of was introducing you to potential replacements. Good. You see where I'm going at with that. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Hilton CEO says he's been very involved with the Trump administration. Um, Clearly, the Trump administration has a couple hotels overseas. They've applied for bailout money from the U.K., they're entitled to it if the uk says hey hotels can apply they're entitled to it i'm not making a statement on that but the hotel industry is an interesting one on how hard they're getting hit right now um and again how do we recover from this travis scott did a concert yesterday on Fortnite, and they got 12.1 million people or something close to that uh it was higher than their marshmallow concert but that's a lot of people and a lot of eyeballs. When you look at like the Super Bowl, as hundred million Americans get there and watch the commercials, they didn't like. Um, how shall we say this? Um, they're not selling a lot of advertising in, but it's it's the formula for the future, or it's a formula for your future. Uh, watching the Travis Scott event on YouTube this morning, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, that that's a good visual effect. If I had that on a big TV and a big sound system, I'd be like, whoa, I've never seen anything like this on TV. It's trippy. It's like acid trippy. Um, But, yeah, I I think there's something there. So, AT&T CEO stepping down. Success or failure starts at the top, right? You always got to be thinking like that. United flight attendants must now wear masks. Union wants passengers to wear masks, too. I think that's appropriate. I do. Get a big order of masks, charge $2 extra per ticket. I, that shouldn't even be discussed at this point. Uh, coronavirus lockdown has dramatically improved air quality in London. We've seen London improve, LA improve. And like I said yesterday, pollution's back in China. You can see it on the satellite. That means their economies are working. One person asked a question yesterday, should I just stay in cash for two years because this virus is going to be around for two years? I'm like, sure, if you want to be foolish. We'll talk about that when we come back. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com or robblackshow.com. Clean air versus strong economy. Which one do you want? I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. These are pretty grim story days. The crisis inside America's nursing homes. Oh, no, thanks. Durable good orders falling 14.1% in March. Yeah, we kind of know. means Americans have gotten stimulus checks. What have you done with yours? And how do you feel about it? I see that the election polls are starting to get kind of interesting. Um, I think there's six or eight swing states that are almost tied neck and neck. And if you just got a check that has Donald Trump's autograph on it, you might go, eh, feels good to be him. Or you could say, hey, the younger crowd is clearly leaning at this point in time. But I I don't want to get into politics. Um, But that's going to set up November. And look at the calendars. Trump said today, hey, this... um, Social distancing, we may keep that in effect till the summer. Social distancing, it may stay longer because we want it to, kind of thing. Uh, I kind of like it, all things considered. I don't like the sheltering and and safety. That stinks. Um, I don't like that gyms are closed. That stinks. But, hey, I get the concept, right? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Over the weekend, this weekend, we're going to hear a lot of talk about opening up the economy. You're gonna see a lot of protesters on the news. The debate is raging about saving the economy versus fighting COVID. We'll talk about that. I think you could probably do both. Um, how long should the economy stay closed? I, I gotta imagine that the headlines this weekend it could be a Friday thing, where you, you kind of if if you had a good week and you're a gambler, you take some off the table. Unprecedented drop in economic activity. Ultimately, it was relatively good news this week as far as the economic data that we saw. It was bad, but it wasn't as bad as we thought. And oil going to zero for a couple days this week was bad. Never seen it. I was like, how's the stock market going to react to this? Didn't react all that bad from it. Um, So again, we're off our lows in March we're now in a trading range. Now, let me put my money where my mouth is and tell you what I think the trading range is. I think for the Dow in the best case scenario it can get to about 24,000. I think in a worst case scenario I can get to 23,000 over the next week or two. I think you could at that point in time if it gets down there, you could say, well, maybe it wants to retest that March low. But I don't see that happens happening unless like Boeing and Apple collapse. It would take two really big boys, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, 30. It's only 30 stocks. So, on the S&P 500, I see 2850 as an up, maybe 2750 as a down. We'll trade in that range for a while. Or not, no, 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 no. We could. We're having resistance on a top, and we're having resistance on a bottom in the short term. Maybe it'll take an event like yesterday where it kind of got blisteringly ugly fast. We were whistling along yesterday and uh, news came out that a drug didn't work quite as well as we wanted it to. And because of that, Gilead Sciences, or maybe it was halted, maybe it did work, but only in earlier um, diagnoses versus later stages. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. And the, the press release on the study was confusing. So Wall Street basically said, screw it, I'm going home. We went from a nice day to down 400. Gilead was halted. Um, it was a quick f- blowout. Speaking about blowouts, um, and again, I think it's think to be expected, by the way. When you're trying to have you know something like 80 companies in the world right now trying to come up with a vaccine guess how many are going to get it? Maybe one, two, or three. And the others are going to fail. Um, and maybe I only say two and three in large part because to distribute such product, you're going to need materials and you're going to need a manufacturer and you need a distributor. So if I come up for the cure in my, my basement, I know you're saying, I like that idea of you in a basement. If I come up for a cure in my basement, you, you damn well better know that I can't manufacture it. Yesterday was kind of interesting. The ultimate quarantine and chill day uh, play. Netflix added 15.8 million subscribers. Uh, almost double expectations. Blow up by any standard. Stock sold off. Do you know why? Because we've been in a trippy dippy market that is moonshotting both directions. Dominoes, they will deliver pies, pizza pie. They'll deliver a pizza pie to you uh, straight to your bunker in 30 minutes or less, they blew earnings off the door. Um, it wasn't enough, because they had run up so much. We knew it was a COVID play. We knew it was a, uh, I don't want to go out and play, and sure enough, we, they did okay. Uh, but not enough for the stock. Intel reported earnings of a buck 45 a share beating expectations. They had a good quarter. Intel's considered a bellwether which I'm not a farmer, but let's put me in farmer overalls for a quick second and pretend I'm a farmer. A bellwether is a sheep that guides other sheep or something like that. I want to be a good farmer, clearly. But he's the leader or she's the leader. I don't know if it's a male or female. I don't know my sheep anatomy. They all look the same to me. I guess until you get up close and personal, right? So anyway, um, Intel's a bellwether. If Intel says, we're selling a crap load of uh, semiconductors, and you're like, okay, what type of semiconductors? Like personal desktop, mobile, uh, phone? Um, are you talking servers? And they tell you during earnings season. They had a great quarter. They're a bellwether. If they're selling a lot of semiconductors for servers, guess what else going to be doing? Well, companies that make servers. If they're selling a lot of semiconductors for video games, well, they don't. So, that's not even a, an argument. But you get the idea. They had a good quarter. They had one of the better quarters in a long time. Not good enough. Um, you know, no soup for you kind of thing. And that's a little unfortunate. But again, we're going with it. Capital One and American Express reported large increases in their provision for losses. That's good because things are going to get ugly. So they should be moving money from their cash balance sheet to emergency balance sheet. The cash, they can go out and spend on whatever they need. The emergency, uh, we only use that in case of emergency, in case you know people don't pay their credit. That's a plus and a minus because they just took an asset and said, it's now a liability. We're, we're going to cover a future liability with that asset. Instead of saying, you know what? Uh, we see that there's a semiconductor company that we've always fancied over in Asia that's 60% off its high. We may buy that. But now they don't do that. Because they've moved the cash. They're protecting the future losses. Kind of a hedge, right? When it hits, you'll go, oh, man, they've just, they had 800 million people like not pay their credit cards and just throw the middle finger at them. It's kind of, yeah, but they've already accounted for that, so it's not as bad as you think. J.C. is Jacques Pony, he is the famous French designer. no. JCPenney is the crappy retail store that no one goes to anymore that's been downsizing for the better part of 25 years. They're in bankruptcy talks. Will they be the company that we, we bury, that we put a tombstone on during the coronavirus? Intel for the record had a great quarter, but they also warned of weakening demand in the second half of the year. Google's going to cut its marketing budget by as much as half um, dramatically. In the back half of 2020. So they didn't say in the front half of 2020. Sometimes those ad dollars already spent. But in the back half, what are they trying to put ad dollars in, Joe? Uh, maybe new devices. So I would say potentially that's a, a win for Apple. If Apple says, no, we're going to keep advertising as is. Or maybe it's a bad use of money for someone to keep advertising as is. There's news out today that there's a COVID-19 therapeutic, one known as mesoblast, ticker symbol M-E-S-O. It reported an 83% survival in ventilator-dependent COVID-19 patients with moderate to severe acute respiratory distress syndrome. Um, now, it, it, it did well in 12 patients. 12. And you don't know. That's not a a proper study, but that's how we're proceeding at this point in time. You know, Gilead said, you know, we didn't have enough people in our study to to, to determine much, but we kind of thought it was working well in the earlier stages. That's a lot going on. Very confusing report. And very few, you know, if, if, let's say, 9 out of 12 people recover with mesoblasts, but then they do another study with, you know, they add 88 people to study and all 88 of them die. You'd be like, oh, that's not good. Nine out of a hundred, not good. But I don't know. Again, I'm, this is where we're kind of counting on others. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money investing and more. Uh, mortgage bailout. Man, I am all over the place today, am I not? The content's there and it's kind of nice because it's not just gloom and doom. Over 3.4 million borrowers, representing 6.4 percent of all mortgages outstanding, are now using some sort of forbearance plan. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, how many people are using it to kind of play the system? In one week, they went from four. Uh, they went from about 2.9 million to 3.4. That's a 9% jump in weekly people saying, I've called my bank, and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have told me that I may or may not have to pay back my loans, um, and I may or may not get 30 to 90 days. That's a stress to the system, and you're still going to owe that money. And there are stories out now that it is dinging your credit by doing that. Yeah, there could be worse things. I mean, taking a 90-day off from paying a mortgage is pretty sweet on your cash flow you got to account for that money, though, too. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Oh, time really flies when you're having so much fun, huh? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. That's my dog in the background with a squeaky toy. You know what's cool about a dog in the background with a squeaky toy? I can get away with it right now because we're all sheltered in place. Right? (laughs) So you know I'm legit. I long to get back to Wall Street. I long to get back to work. But it's not happening right now. Netflix released a couple movies like Extraction that I might watch this weekend. So uh, I could put it off a day or two, but I do long for it. Boeing is reportedly getting ready to cut production in half of its 787 Dreamliner and announced job cuts soon. Retail sales in the U.K. for the month of March saw a record 5.1% month-to-month decline. Germany's business climate index for April had a record low of 74.3. Trump indicated that he may... President Trump. Uh, indicating he may extend social distancing guidelines into the summer. Uh, the Dr. Fauci isn't confident that the U.S. has sufficient COVID-19 testing capabilities at this juncture. There's so many of that. That's a story I'm getting – I don't want to talk about. Should we test? Should we not test? Should we heard or should we not heard? Can't test everyone in the United States. You're talking about 300 million. We ain't close to that. Uh, Can we aspire to that? I don't even think any analysts are saying we can aspire to that. Peloton shares are up 6%. Bloomberg reports that membership has risen above 2 million worldwide. Single-class live streaming has hit a record. They're a huge winner. Huge winner-winner chicken dinner and what we're seeing in this uh, current, what the market's offering us. 23,000 people signing up for workout classes. How many stay? will be your question. I myself find gym equipment eh, like a one- year investment. You get it, you use it, you stop using it. I had a friend on Facebook that I basically had to beg him just please gain weight. He was uh, years ago he was had this thing where he wanted to post workouts of him on his bike and he was a big dude and he was sweating and let's just say it was quite unattractive. People give up. So I like peloton in the short term. I don't like it in the medium term. Just That's my nature. Now, you can say, Rob, you don't get it. I get that. It could become the apple of workout equipment. Maybe. I don't see it, but maybe. Uh, it's cool. But I used to think Palm Pilots were cool, too. So, I'm very, very leery. Intel posted some of its strongest growth in years. And that's actually a pretty good thing. What a lot of people don't realize is how well-financed a lot of companies are in the United States. They see this disaster going on with COVID and how it wrecks personal people's lives, um, which is kind of interesting in and of itself, because I just saw a spa in Washington. Lady owns two spas, and she ended up applying for the COVID loans, the P, uh, payroll production, the PPPs, the 3Ps, and she got the money. She was surprised when she told her employees, like, hey, good news. I get to keep paying you for a couple more months. They were pissed. They had already gone to unemployment because they thought that would be the better way of going. And if you have payroll provided to you, you can't be taking unemployment. Um, they saw the unemployment as a windfall. She saw this as a lifeline. Uh, for them. They didn't want it. They wanted the windfall. I was talking to CFP Chad Burton yesterday, and he said something that was almost snarky, but it wasn't. He goes, uh, people making 15 to $18 now are finding that, you know, uh, with the state unemployment benefits and the federal unemployment benefits, like, it looks pretty good. They're, they're doing better than if they had a job. Um, And I don't think he was saying than if they had a job. I think he was saying they're now making more money by not doing something than by doing something. And hopefully, one of the unintended consequences is people saying, you know what, this is pretty good living. I don't mind staying here and having a check come. I'm not spending money on gas. I'm not spending money on business clothes. I'm eating ramen noodles. Like, From my experience, and this may be a little insensitive, I've never met anyone on social security disability or unemployment that was happy. No, no, I have met people that were happy. I've never met anyone that got ahead in their life financially with that hanging over their head. Interesting, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Michigan Consumer Sentiment came in um, at a 71.8 reading. That's bad. The FDA is cautioning today against the use of hydrochloroquine or chloroquine for COVID nineteen, outside of the hospital setting or a clinical trial, due to the risk of heart rhythm problems, someone flat out died. Remember, that's the drug that maybe Trump has a tie to. Maybe he doesn't. It would be in like a mutual fund, but he was pushing it. And doctors like, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But he kind of has this knowledge. Um. Oh, for the record, um, Intel had a great quarter. They got a lot of cash. They're really well funded. A lot of companies are. I'm not gonna say most companies because like if you're an oil company, that ain't true. It takes money to make money. It takes money to make money in that industry. There's a barrier to entry. But a lot of tech companies have these balance sheets with zero debt and lots of cash. Um next week we will get da, 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 next week we will get Apple's earnings, and that'll be interesting because they're tied to China. Um, 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Nintendo has confirmed 160,000 Nintendo network IDs have been compromised from about the beginning of April. That's still a story, huh? When will we get security that is legit? When will we move past a silly password type of system? Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> password zero one. You know what I'm saying? Um, my next password is password zero two. You know what I'm saying. Uh, Boeing is a company that's going to have earnings next week. Zoom is set to open today or open today at a record high. Um, They've gone from 10 million users a year ago to uh, 200 million last month to 300 million per day this month. Wow. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more.